Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Now, you can pick on Mark and Janet when they come for fall harvest. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The book of John, the gospel of John, let's continue to look at some things about the Spirit of God. This morning we looked or we ended the message with Romans chapter 4, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, much of what Jesus said, you can turn to John chapter 14. Much of what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he continually emphasized his need to complete the mission or the assignment that God had given him so the Comforter could come to you, so the Spirit of God could abide in you. Actually, we like to say it like this, so the Spirit of God could abide in you through salvation and empower you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen, God wants you leading a spirit-led life. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Listen, the Holy Ghost can lead you into blessing, can lead you into healing, can lead you into financial prosperity, can give you insights, ideas, concepts, can bless your marriage, can bless your children, and it also can make us that presentation in which the world sees us for who we are. Amen. Uh, You know, I saw this little exercise one time. Because you've got to understand the world is watching us. Uh, They're not just hearing what what we say. They don't so much hear what we we say as they do watch what we do. Amen. Uh, Not only that, we can not only uh, uh, equate that to the world, but your children also. I I stepped back there to watch the kiddos back there in their class. Let me just commend all of you parents that bring your children uh, to the class. Did you know that really reinforces their innocence? I heard them singing that little song. There's so much in the world and the world system that will try to steal the innocence of your children. Thank God we have Sister Janice back there teaching that class that reinforces that innocence in them. Amen? Because we want the world to see our children as innocent. Not vulnerable, but innocent. Amen? And so you got to understand, people are watching us. They're watching us. They're watching us more than they're listening to us. We tend to do that just as human beings. Everybody put out your right hand like this. Put out your right hand. Make a, make a zero like that. Make a zero. Got it? Now, now put it right here on your chin, right here. That's not your chin. <laughs> do you, now, now do you get it? Did you do what I said or did you do what I did? You did what I did, didn't you? Even though I said put it on your chin, as soon as you put something, you put it right there on your cheek. That shows you right there people are doing what? They're watching you more than they're listening to you. And they want to see on us, not some silly, goofy, they want to see what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. There's nothing more magnetic than a believer with joy in the Holy Ghost upon them. Now, Jesus in teaching, did you go to John chapter 14? Look there in verse, look there in verse 15. He says this. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. How do you know you love Jesus? You keep his commandments. It says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Listen to it in the Amplified. It said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain for you forever. Now, did you hear that? 
These are the qualities and character attributes of that spirit that is in you and upon you. Now notice what it says. The Holy Ghost is what? He is your comforter. Everybody say comforter. That means when the world can give you no comfort, when the world has no answers, when there's nothing the world can say, nothing the world can do, you have the Holy Ghost that can bring comfort. I've seen some of the most dire situations in families and circumstances that have happened. Just horrible. The devil would attack families, attack people, and you come in there and you begin to pray, and here comes the Holy Ghost just bringing comfort into that situation. Isn't that great? If you've ever experienced that, you wouldn't trade anything for that. There's nothing like the comfort of the Spirit of God. Then it says this, He is the counselor. Thank God for good counseling, but there is no counsel better than the counsel of the Holy Ghost. I remember years ago when I was in Bible school, Brother Osteen, he never counseled anybody. He said the reason people need counseling is that they miss their scheduled counseling sessions on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. So he said this to us as a church. He said, if you will come to your counseling, service, a counseling session on Sunday morning, your counseling session on Sunday night, your counseling session on Wednesday night, I guarantee you, you will not need any other counseling. Amen. You say, now why is that? Well, because you can hear the Word of God. You can get trained and accustomed to the moving of the Spirit. And then the Holy Ghost can come and counsel you. He can counsel you about your business. He can counsel you about your marriage. He can counsel you about your finances and your health, about any issue of life. There's no better counselor on this planet than the Holy Ghost. So He is our comforter. Everybody say comforter. He is our counselor. Everybody say counselor. He is our helper. Oh, hallelujah. Now, this, this isn't just a handout, amen. This is supernatural help. I tell you, I've needed some supernatural help being married to Leah. I've needed some supernatural help to Pastor Island Church. I've needed some supernatural help to live on Galveston Island. I've needed some supernatural help to serve God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Each and every one of us in almost every area of life, we need help. The good news is the Holy Ghost, there is a part of His personality that comes to us and helps us in every way that we can be helped. You need to begin to learn to rely on the help of the Holy Ghost. He is our intercessor. That means our go-between. I tell you, it's so powerful. When the, when the spirit of intercession comes, in prayer especially, and we, get, we begin to pray into existence the will of God through intercession. Did you know our intercession will bring people into the kingdom? Our intercession will cause people to be born again. It will remove the effects of darkness. It will remove that which hinders the preaching of the gospel. And it will cause the gospel to be proclaimed and demonstrated wherever God takes us. Thank God for the Holy Ghost and His ministry as intercessor. Amen? Then it says, He is an advocate. How many know what an advocate is? You know, you know. You watch these uh, news reports, and there's always these, uh, uh, what are they called? The, uh, usually it's a Muslim guy, uh, uh, Quanell X or some of these other guys. And they're always like an advocate for the, for the victim, you know. Well, you know, this guy that robbed the store and shot 14 people, he's really a good guy, and we need to help him out, you know, all this kind of stuff. But their, their, their advocacy many times is warped. Have you ever noticed that? But the good news is you've got an advocate. And the good news is... His advocacy in your life many times manifests itself when you need mercy. When you've made a mistake, 
Here comes the advocate, the Holy Ghost, and he puts his arm around you. And he brings you to the Father and to Jesus, and he says this. He says, don't look at him. Look at what you've done for him. You've made him a new creature. You've shed your blood. You took stripes upon his back, on your back so that he could be healed. Uh, you blessed him so he could financially prosper. Now he's made a mistake, but I'm here to be his advocate, his lawyer, his attorney, to plead his case on his behalf so that you might justify him, not according to that which he's gotten himself into, but according to what you have provided for him in Christ Jesus. That's called mercy, church. I said, that's called mercy. He is our advocate. He is our strengthener. You ever felt like you needed strength? I tell you, every day we need the strength of God just to go out and live in the society that we live in. I need, man, whenever I have to drive through Houston. Have you ever had to drive through Houston in the past five years? My goodness, it's like being in the Indy 5. The other day I was going 75 miles an hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic. And I thought, man, I need some strength, you know. I just started praying in the Holy Ghost, and here came the strengthener. Amen. He gave me strength to get through Houston. I tell you, God will give you strength to do anything God has called you to do. Whatever it is the will of God for your life, you're going to need supernatural strength. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He will strengthen you. Everybody say, strengthen me. He is also our standby. You know what a standby is? He stands by. You say, now what do you mean by a standby? A standby is somebody waiting in the wings, waiting in the shadows, standing there so that you will know you have backup. Everybody say, what do you mean by backup? You walk into a situation. You walk into a circumstance, I guarantee you where it's a, but beyond your ability to handle it. You walk into a hospital room where the situation is desperate. You drive up on an accident scene where the situation is desperate. You walk into some kind of situation at your job uh, where all kinds of turmoil is taking place in your marriage or your family. All of a sudden you realize, i got somebody back here in the wings, back here in the shadows. He's my standby. When I come to the end of my strength, when I come to the end of my ability, he's going to step forward. And he's going to do what I can't do. He is my standby. Amen. says he's my standby. Where am I? My advocate. That, that's all. Comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Now go down to verse 25. It says, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Now I like this. He shall teach you all things. Now, we like to say it like this around here. You've got a teacher in you that will agree with the teacher outside of you as long as the teacher outside of you stays in line with the Word of God. That's why we always tell people, don't ever believe anything just because we say it or we preach it. Check up with what the Word says. Check up. Man, I heard some things on the radio the other day when I was going down the road. Somebody preaching a particular message. And every time, with every word he said, it just, the knot in my stomach just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was the Holy Ghost, the teacher on the inside of me, saying, turn that off. Don't listen to that. That's not conducive to your faith. Uh, that's not the will of God for your life. That's not the truth of the Word of God. That's exactly what the teacher that's on the inside you will do. It doesn't mean that he comes and teaches you so that you don't need a teacher, you don't need a pastor, apostle, prophet, or an evangelist. No, it's the teacher that's on the inside of you that helps you take what is taught you and make sure that's of God. 
The Bible says it like this. The spirit on the insides bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. One translation of it says this. It says the Holy Ghost in you will give a hearty amen to everything God says about you in his word. That means if the Holy Ghost in you isn't going amen, amen, amen. How many know what amen means? It means so be it. If it's not going so be it, so be it, so be it, just forget about it. Just, 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 just back, put it back on the back shelf. And there's people preaching all kind of crazy things out there. And I tell you, the Holy Ghost will show you exactly what is of God and what is not of God. Now notice this. It says, it says, He will teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Then it says this, Peace I leave with you, not my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Because you've got a spirit on the inside of you that's not of this world. Now go down chapter 15. Let me find it here. Excuse me, chapter 16. Go to verse 7. Chapter 16, verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you, tell you the truth, it is expedient that I go, that I, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world, now notice this, of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Everybody say it with me. Sin, righteousness, and of judgment. Now notice this, of sin because they believe not of me. Number one, this is the sin that sends men to hell. Rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ is the unpardonable sin. You say, what do you mean? Every other sin that is committed is a result of the inward iniquity that's in man. The true sin of mankind is spiritual death or separation from God. That's what happened in the fall. But thank God Jesus came. I said, thank God Jesus came. The Bible said he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we're healed. Jesus came so that we might be free from spiritual death. When you got born again, you went from death to life. You went from darkness to life. You went from spiritual separation to God to being one with Him. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost does what? It convicts or it brings a reality to the world of sin. That's why you don't need to go around telling people, well, you know, you're a drunk, so you're, 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 you're a sinner. Or you're a drug addict, so you're a sinner. Or you're a prostitute because you're a sinner. Or you're a homosexual because you're... All of that is just a result of being separated from God. The only real sin that really destroys people eternally is the sin of spiritual death. And what does the Holy Ghost does? It comes in and it convicts people. Because I'm telling you, people will plead their case for being a drunk. They'll plead their case for being a drug addict. They'll plead their case for, being, for having some type of immoral uh, lifestyle. But you can't plead your case when it comes to separation from God. You have no excuse. Because God gave the answer through Jesus Christ. Of sin, everybody say, of sin. Then it says, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see, any more, see, see me no more. So he's saying, now, of sin, the world has to understand it is separated from God and needs a Savior. 
Secondly, it must understand there is no righteousness outside of me, outside of Jesus. Are you with me? I'm the only one that can impart righteousness. You can't be good enough. You can't go out and preach enough. You can't go out and help enough poor people. You can't go out and be benevolent enough. You can't give away all of your money. You cannot do anything to obtain righteousness. Righteousness must be imparted through recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and receiving His righteousness. Because the whole world, what's the whole world trying to do? Right now when it comes to God, most of the world is trying to do what? Be good enough. Be good enough. And look how distorted that is. There's guys today over serving their Muslim God that thinks being good enough is killing us. I've got to be good enough to please Allah. So I'll strap bombs onto my body and run into a crowded group of people. Or I'll do this or I'll do that or I'll bring... They think that that's being good enough for their God. See how distorted that gets? You can't be good enough. You can't be radical enough. You have to have Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost convicts the world of its need for a Savior because it cannot produce self-righteousness. Amen? Or self-righteousness cannot produce salvation. Excuse me. Then it says of sin, uh, of, of sin... Because they believe not on me. On righteousness, because I go to my Father, they see me no more. Of judgment. Everybody say, of judgment. Because of the prince of this world is judged. Judgment is not coming up on the world. Judgment has already been secured to be released on the world. You say, what do you mean? Upon the cross, the prince of the world was judged. Which was the devil. Which was Satan. Which was the enemy of God. And God wants everybody to know, if you run with that crowd. You say, what crowd? With the crowd that follows after iniquity. The crowd that rejects righteousness. The human family outside of salvation. You're already judged. You're already judged. Judgment is not coming upon you. You're already judged. And the Holy Ghost will bring that conviction. Now you take these three things. Of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment and you start preaching the gospel, the Holy Ghost will get into the heart of a sinner and say this, you need a Savior to be right with God so that you can escape the judgment that has already been passed against you. And when a person gets the reality of that, he'll run to the altar. He'll run to the altar. He'll come and he'll make Jesus Christ his Lord and his Savior. Amen? So we know that that Spirit abides through the new birth. Everybody say abides. It empowers through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, we know Acts chapter 2, you don't have to turn there. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house in which they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Now when Peter got up and preached, he preached out of Joel chapter 2. This is that which the prophet Joel had prophesied. That on the last days I will pour out of my spirit, saith the Lord, upon your sons and daughters. Then he talks about how they'll prophesy your old men shall see visions. And he'll pour out his spirit in the last days upon all flesh. Then a great miracle happened. Acts chapter 3. I believe that the man was healed of a birth defect. The Bible said he was laid at the gate beautiful, lame from his mother's womb. So obviously God did a supernatural miracle, healed this guy, and it didn't make everybody happy. The Sanhedrin got all upset. Now, they were 
persecuted, released. And Acts chapter 4 says this. They went back to their own company and they prayed to the Lord. The Bible said they lifted up their voices. Everybody say lifted up their voices. And they begin to pray. Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word that signs and wonders may be done in the name of your holy child Jesus. And the Bible said when they prayed like this, the place that they were in was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now this shows us plainly that Jesus did everything that was necessary to get to us the Holy Spirit. Why are we saved today? Because of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who received from the Father the Comforter, the Counselor, the Advocate, the Standby, the Strengthener. He received it. Then He did what? He didn't hold it unto Himself. He poured it out. Acts chapter 2. He poured it out on us and they were filled with the Spirit of God. Then in Acts chapter 4, they came a subsequent infilling. You say, what do you mean? You're initially filled with the Holy Ghost. Then afterwards, there should be times of continual infilling. So I, I was already filled. But I want you to know your tank can run a little dry. You say, you mean you can use up the Holy Ghost? No, you can become less familiar with Him and need a fresh infilling of the Spirit. And a lot of people, what they do is they let their tanks run dry and you can always tell the sign of a dry tank spiritually. Discouragement comes. Disheartment comes. Faith begins to weaken. The joy of the Lord. You can always tell when people are losing their joy. Losing their joy. Hadn't been praying in the Spirit. Hadn't been praying in tongues. Hadn't been praying in the Holy Ghost. But you take somebody that prays in the Spirit, that prays in the Holy Ghost, that stays under the influence of the Spirit of God, that stays filled up, that remains full instead of half full or half empty and walks in the Spirit and lives by the Spirit, I guarantee you put them out in the world and they will be God's presentation. Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. So every believer needs to be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. Every believer needs to be what? Subsequently refilled with the Spirit of God. Oh, isn't that good news? Why don't you lift your hands up right now? Brother Frank, go to the keyboard if you will. Lift your hands up right now. Say, Heavenly Father. I say, Heavenly Father, right now, fill me fresh and new. I want a fresh infilling, a fresh touch of the Spirit of God. Come upon me now. Come upon me now. In Jesus' precious name. Now just yield yourself to the Holy Ghost. Oh, Come on, just yield yourself now. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Come on, let that Spirit of God move on you right now. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost, church. Pray in the Spirit right now. Come on, let it come out of your voice. Oh, mandele baka sorba mandele baka sibri andele beke sotala baha. Mambre di sorbi kitele mandele bo sorbi andele beke. 
Come on, press in, church. Press in. That anointing's moving right now. Let it move on you. Let it move on you. Don't resist it. Don't resist it. Yield to it right now. Come on, President Church. Oh, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now hold on, hold on just a minute, hold on. Now listen to this in Acts chapter 3. Acts 3.19. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, so repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased and blotted out and wiped clean, that times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat and of receiving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. Some of y'all need a little refreshing tonight. I like that. Let me read that again. I like that. In the Amplified. Repent. Change your mind and purpose. Turn around. Return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, and wiped clean. That the times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come... From the presence of the Lord. You ever been out in this stifling heat? We get with, you know, 95 degrees with 95% humidity. And you've been out it for, for several hours. And you walk into an air-conditioned office or home. And it just hits you. And you just take a deep breath. Oh, man. Back to life. And it doesn't take you but a few moments in that atmosphere where you're revived. Amen. Well, tonight the Holy Ghost is attempting to revive, refresh, anoint some people. 
Amen. Some of you, it's been like you've been in a blow, uh, 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 had a blowtorch put. You've been in a furnace. You've been in a battle. You've been in a fight. Uh, you've been in a trial, a tribulation. As we preached this morning, you've been in a storm. Amen. But the Holy Ghost wants to just come and breathe into you tonight. So lift your hands one more time. Oh, Mandele Basso. And just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And let that anointing just blow across you tonight. Mandele Bokorebiki Sotelebaha. Mafra Dendele Secreti Sotelemoho. Isabara Katele Mandele Boho Sobritia Bakasa. Come on, just let it move on you right now. Yield to that spirit. Mandele Bakasorebiki Sehetelemose. Yes, Mandele Bakasa, Rakaseba Tia Parakepo Tatara Mandelehe. Grese Bakatele Mandele Basorbi Andele Makosohoba. Yo sabaka tere mandele baka sorbi andale meki setele behe. Ira manele maka resora beke sobra sotele mekes. Now let me ask a question, and we'll continue for just a moment. If you've never received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, you know you're saved, you know Jesus is your Lord, but you've never been empowered and spoke with other tongues, and you'd like to be, and you'd like to be. Get out of your seat, come up here. Let's pray for you and get you filled tonight. Anybody? Anybody at all? You want to? Praise God. Let's look around, make sure everybody's filled. Praise God. Here's one, brother. Praise God. Anybody else? Stand right there. Anybody else? Now, let me say it like this then. If you've struggled, you say, what do you mean? You just struggled. You've been prayed for. You may have heard yourself utter a few phrases, but you've never really broken out and really had a flow of the Spirit of God through you. You've struggled. And you want prayer tonight. Just to, to have that prayer language released in a greater way. You get out of your seat and come right now. Anybody like that? Anybody like that that struggled with it? You've had a struggle. You come forward too. Amen? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you've had a struggle with it, come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Here's the key. Here's the deal. I heard a guy say this one time. Well, if the Lord wants me to have the Holy Ghost, He'll just give it to me. Well, He's already given it. He's already given it. Now, everything we receive by God, how do we receive it? By faith. So you have to yield yourself. The Holy Ghost isn't going to talk. You are. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. The Spirit will give you an utterance, an impulse, an impression a word in your spirit then you speak that out you yield to it and then another word you yield to that then another word you yield to that you begin you begin to connect it together like the cars of a train and the more you connect it together the greater the flow gets the greater the flow gets the deeper you go down the deeper you go down the more you get filled up the more you get filled up the more he influences your life and what is an experience at the altar becomes a lifestyle you find yourself going to work. Just You find yourself working during the day. You'll find your spirit man praying when your mind's not even thinking about it. That's the tool. That's the blessing that the Holy Ghost. So all of you, put your hands up. Say this out loud first. Heavenly Father, I thank you that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. That I have the Holy Ghost abiding in my spirit through the new birth but tonight I yield myself to the baptism in the spirit that the flow 
of a heavenly divine language might come up out of my spirit, flow through my vocal cords, that I might give it expression and breath so that my life might be edified and strengthened. Tonight, I will be filled fresh and new with the Holy Ghost. Find a place of flow, the river of God coming out of me. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Now, right now, let's pray with this brother. Right now, lift your hands back up. Father, fill this young man with your spirit right now. Thank you, Father, for that anointing touching him that the Spirit of God begins to flow. Now, just where's Gabe at? Come pray with him, Gabe. Let it, let it begin to flow out of you. You got to say it or it ain't going to happen. That's it. Now let it flow. Give it some volume. Give it some strength. Quit looking for something to feel. Start looking for something to believe. There you go. Now pray in tongues with him. Pray in tongues. Let's get some of our ladies. Come on, Leah. Right here. Pray with her. Come on, let it flow. Come on, let it flow. Let it flow. Praise God. Diane, if you'll come. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now let it flow. Come on. Let it flow. Come on. Don't suppress it. Let it flow. Let it flow out of your spirit. Come on, let it flow out of your spirit. Fill her, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. Come on, you've got to say it. That's it. That's it. Now let it flow. Come on, let it flow now. Out of your spirit. Out of your spirit. Come on, don't stop. Let it flow. Now, church, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up and pray in the spirit. Come on, let it flow out of you now. Give it voice. Give it volume. Give it strength. Give it your breath. Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody worship the Lord with them. Hallelujah. Now, everybody stop for just a minute and look this way. Now, the Apostle Paul said, everybody look at me. The Apostle Paul said, I will. Everybody say, I will. He said, I will pray in an unknown tongue. He said, I will pray with the understanding also. Now, that I will shows us something. It teaches us something. That means it's not the Spirit that wills. It's you that wills. That means at any time, you can do what? You can lift your hands up and begin to pray in tongues. 
Or you can stop at any time. The more you yield to it every day, you ought to pray in the Spirit every day. Don't try to pray an hour, two hours, five hours. I know we hear all these testimonies. Somebody prayed five hours and then they saw Jesus. Well, thank God for that, but that's not you. Learn to pray five minutes. And then, and then, and then seven minutes. Then ten minutes. Every day. You all, you've got time on the way to work, on the way home from work, while you're doing the dishes, when you're by yourself at work, doing some chore where there's nobody around. Take that opportunity. Just close your eyes for a second and begin to yield. And you'll see that flow increase. And I guarantee you that language will become developed in you. And you'll start praying things out. One of the most prolific writers, somebody that's, that, that, that sold more books than anybody, more Christian books than anybody has ever sold. Close to a billion books of his have been distributed around the world. A ministry that, that, that literally changed the earth, changed the way that we view the subject of faith, gifts of the Spirit, spiritual authority. I heard him on a tape the other day, on a cassette the other day, say this. He said, I literally, I, I thank God for the Word. I've always stayed with the standard of the Word of God, but everything that I've ever got is because I prayed in tongues. I've prayed in the Spirit. I've prayed in tongues. I've prayed in the Spirit. I've seen things to come. I've heard the, the, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Intercessor. All of the different attributes of the Spirit became the reality of my life as I prayed in the Spirit. All of the know-how, the, 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 all of the I don't know how. Anybody got some I don't know how? I don't know how to fix my finances. I don't know how to fix my marriage. I don't know how to fix my body. I don't know how to fix. The, the I don't know hows of life can be replaced by the wisdom of God through praying in tongues the Bible says when you pray in the spirit it helps your weakness That's those areas in which you're weak that, that, that it literally helps you to rise up and be strengthened so that the I don't know hows get replaced with the answer amen one more time before we go home tonight lift your hands up yield to the spirit of God oh just one more time in worship now you don't have enough words in English you don't have enough words in Spanish you don't have enough words in any other language. So now worship Him. Lord, we worship You. Thank you. Now listen to what the Spirit of the Lord says. I feel this prophecy rising up in me. For this is the door into the spirit realm for you. A realm of blessing. A realm of understanding in the Word of God. A realm in which my spirit can commune with your spirit to bring strength and blessing. So draw not back but enter in now. And begin to build the spiritual house. The place that I will inhabit in power and wisdom and knowledge and anointing. In which you can always draw on in this life. And be secure in the knowledge that I am with you. And in you. And upon you. And that any moment in life you can yield and my spirit will move through you. So this night, don't let it just be an experience that happened in a service. But let it lead to a lifestyle of overcoming victory in your life. As you are strengthened and you pray in an unknown language. And the enemy cannot discover that which I commune back to you in secret things. And I'll impart unto you wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. 
in areas in which you need help to bring restoration and blessing to you. So draw not back, but enter in with all your heart, all your faith, and all your strength. And you'll look back in a few short days and say, surely it was worth it to yield into the Spirit of God, to hear from Him and be led by Him as He takes me into the blessing of God and all the good things that God has for me. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands and just receive that. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your Word. Thank you for your Spirit, Lord God. Thank you for moving among us. Thank you for it, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, did you get it tonight? Did you get what you came for? Hallelujah. Well, everybody stand on your feet this evening. Father, as we leave this evening, so thankful for what you've done for us during this day. For those that have been filled with your Spirit tonight, for those which were saved and set free this morning, we give you eternal thanks, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.